you are a grown human being. But just look at yourself. Look what you've become. You're addicted. It started when you were young. Just a little bit here and there. And over time, you can't get enough of video games. Welcome to One More Game. They keep making them, and we keep playing them. And everyone around us will keep nagging. Boy, you guys sure do complain a lot. If it's video game news, reviews, and commentary, we're talking about it. So when your life doesn't allow you to spend time playing games, we've got you covered. This is the One More Game Podcast. And now your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. I turned myself into a pickle, Swift. Boom, big reveal. I'm a pickle. What do you think about that, Stroke? I turned myself into a pickle. I'm Pickle Matt. Hey, welcome. uh, One more gamers to One More Game Podcast, episode 49, as I try to work (laughs) my way through this uh, weird camera angle. Uh, I am your host, The Stroke, and I'm here with Swift. Swift, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. Happy to be here, as always. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry, that was too entertaining. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time when uh, the technical difficulties pop up right when you start, and uh, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, happen, we know? do not have uh, Pickle Matt with us tonight, but that's all right. Maybe he'll join us midway through. Uh, but we're one more game podcast. We talk about video games. If this is your first time here, thanks for joining us. If you're in the chat, as always, thanks for being here tonight. And uh, if you're listening abroad, thanks for your continued support. We bring you the latest news, reviews, things we're excited about in the video game world. We talk about the industry, and that's just what we're going to do, Swift. So without, yes, sir. Without further ado, let's get right into the news for the week. All right. So we all know Nick Merckx got removed from uh, Call of Duty Warzone for things he had said on the Twitterverse or the Xverse, uh, as yeah. it's now called. Uh, but guess who you can be now, soon, in Season 5? Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg, who it have never... Makes, nev- a, lot, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, they've never said anything controversial, so they're allowed to be in the game. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of brutal. Like, what? What are we talking about? Yeah, I know. It just doesn't make any sense, dude. No. And we don't like to be controversial here, so I won't expound on thoughts of mine. But <sighs> well, no, uh, well, we can be controversial. A lot. You can you can go ahead and just say it like it is, Swift. Well, okay. So Nick Marks gets banned from his operator bundle gets banned from call of duty uh we got a lot of hate going on with jason aldean based on his most recent song yeah um and there are a lot of people who have said worse in raps or songs or whatever and they're they're not under scrutiny and i you know i i don't know it's it's a wacky world we live in when you can have uh, people who used to sing about f and the police and shooting them up and singing at the Super Bowl, and then now we got what's yeah, going on. And, I mean, Nicki Minaj and all all the chicks these days sing about riding on all and, kinds of stuff and animals wop, like wop anacondas. And, yeah, I mean, come on, what are we talking about? It's just another 
example of like our society is so screwed up. Nothing makes sense anymore. I'm over it. No, it doesn't. Uh, cool. Keep well, to that's yourself. That's the news in uh, in Call of Duty. You can be Nicki Minaj or Snoop Dogg in celebration of 50 years of hip hop, which quote will also bring you free war tracks spanning three decades of a culture that transcends music and gaming. That might be giving hip hop a little too much credit, but anyways, moving on. Dude, I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast. Hip hop started in like the 1800s. Wow. Yeah, no shit. It was awesome. They played some of the tracks from back then. It wasn't quite as like, obviously the beats weren't as good, but the the raps and the lyrics were, I was like, all right, I like it. I'd like to imagine DJ Khaled back in the 1800s. <laughs> we are the best. <laughs> all right. Another one. Another one. Moving on to another one. Uh, Roblox is now available for you to try in VR on MetaQuest. So I thought this was ironic, Swift, because Roblox is primarily a kid's game. And when you buy headsets, it tells you not to let children under the age of 12 put the headset on because it could cause epileptic seizures. On VR? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. I didn't so know that. I'm not exactly sure what Roblox is up to, uh, but don't do it if you have a kid under 12. Don't let them play Roblox in the VR. Dude, I've also seen like some really cool clips of Roblox, like essentially becoming Call of Duty. I think we've, we've talked about it before. But in VR, that I feel like that would be, I don't know, triggering for a lot of people, yeah. especially a, a youth. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Roblox is built in such a way that you can make anything basically in the game and play it. Oh, so. really? I've never yeah. played it, so I don't it's know. It's kind of like Minecraft, um, okay. and everything is a sandbox, so you can create. It's all user-created. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not doing it justice because, obviously, it's much more than that. But Yeah. Uh, the app is still in beta, and they're launching it to give developers a chance to kind of test it and build some stuff. But we'll see. If you want to check out Roblox in uh, Meta VR Verse, go ahead and do that and let us know how it is. So only on Meta, not like PSVR 2? No, so far just on uh, Meta Quest VR headsets only. Got it. I'd have to check it out just to see what all the hype is about. All right. Lastly, it's kind of been a slow uh, couple weeks in gaming, but uh, Xbox Games with Gold. Have you ever ever taken advantage of Games with Gold, Swift, where they give free games and all you got to do is select them and they're yours forever? No, I have not. I've been keeping up on it for the last few years, but it's going away in the wake of all this Game Pass stuff. So the last two games were uh, revealed for uh, August of 2023. Those would be the last two that you can snatch up for free. So if you're a Games with Gold person, this is your last month to get out there and grab it. So uh, don't th- get let that get all pass the you games. by. And don't say that One More Game podcast didn't let you know. <laughs> That's it, dude. You heard of anything else going on in gaming? Not me. Not not in the last couple of weeks. No, not really. I got some cool news. I spent the last week, uh, last weekend over in uh, Dayton, Ohio, at ViralCon, the second annual ViralCon for our sponsor, uh, ViralTech.com, uh, and it was an awesome time. I'll I'll put up pictures on uh, on all of our socials, but 
had a great time. We gave away four PCs out there to kids under 16. Kid was one of the first kid that won, dude, was literally like crying because he oh, sure. was so excited to win the PC. And he, you could tell he was, there was no way he was getting that, anything like that from his parents. So he was just like, just breaking down. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say, obviously, it's not like life changing. Right. But, right. but, for, but someone for him, who, but for someone who has never, gotten the opportunity or probably won't have the opportunity until they get a job and save a save a bunch of money uh to buy a pc like dude that's a big deal and it's awesome yeah he was stoked it was cool it was a great time if you uh get a chance to go to that next year uh definitely go check it out because it was a awesome time they had some streamers out there and some uh influencers and it was pretty cool to just be a part of it and get the uh one more game podcast name Spread and we got some collaborations coming up that we'll uh, be excited to tell you guys about here in the next few weeks. And uh, also, if you check out our Twitter at OMG underscore podcast GG, you'll see, uh, or Facebook at uh, Facebook OMG podcast GG, you'll find that we're giving away a viral PC and you can uh, go win that for yourself by uh, following our socials, sharing the post with three other friends, and then uh, leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify podcasts and uh that's how you win that bad boy so good times out there and i've actually had a few guys in the squadron be like dude i'm following now i want that pc i know yeah Yeah. you and a lot of other people good luck because it's nice (laughs) good luck dude yeah definitely a good way to if you're looking for a way to get into pc gaming and and never really took the leap this would be an easy way to subscribe follow share and win yeah All right, dude, let us get into this quick, short games radar for the week. All right. First up, you as the Disney fan, why don't you go go ahead and tell these guys about uh, Disney Illusion. All right, so Disney Illusion Island uh, comes out on the 28th, which is tomorrow, Mm -hmm. Friday the 28th. Uh, join Mickey and friends on a quest to save a mysterious world from disaster in a wonderful player co-op adventure platformer Disney Illusion Island. You'll navigate as Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy through a handcrafted world. It kind of reminds me of New Super Mario Brothers, that four-person platforming co-op madness. Uh, yeah. And it also reminds me, strangely, of Earthworm Jim. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so this is on Switch, and I'm kind of excited to play this with Liam because obviously Disney kid. Dude, it looks awesome. Yeah, it got a seven on IGN, which is pretty good overall for a game like this. It also, I mean, it's not like the 2D scroller necessarily. I mean, it kind of is right, but I feel like it's got better graphics. But it honestly reminds me of the nightmares of playing Lion King. On, yeah, uh, Super Nintendo. Or Aladdin, you know. It's it's zoom. I don't I don't think you've played Ori in the Blind Forest, but it's zoomed out in such know. a way that it feels like yeah. that game. So it might it's, be yeah, it's most certainly zoomed out more than the games I mentioned. But right, I feel like there's going to be some twists and turns in there where you're just like, "Come on, really? <laughs> this is supposed to be a kids' game." And then uh, let's see, coming out 
on August 3rd. A lot of hype around this game. Baldur's Gate 3 on PlayStation and PC for early access. Baldur's Gate 3 is the official third adventure in the venerable Baldur's Gate role-playing series. Think uh, turn-based Dungeons & Dragons uh, fantasy world. Um, Baldur's Gate should kind of hit all those uh, feels for you if you're into that sort of thing. Um, I probably, this isn't my cup of tea, but I know a lot of hype out about Baldur's Gate 3, if you, especially if you're into D&D and turn-based action uh, RPGs. It should be a good time. Yeah, I never played. I think when we were downrange, we, I got convinced to download Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2. Yeah. By tonic, by tonic. And we literally never played it. And I was just like, okay, well, there it goes. I bought, you know, 12, 12 whole dollars. <laughs> I played, they had a game called Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, which wasn't turn based. It felt a lot like Diablo. On the original Xbox with my buddy Dom, we played those games and they were fun, but this is a little bit different because it's turn-based. Yeah. It looks cool, but... Yeah. There you have it. Those are the big uh, big titles coming out here in the next week or so, brought to you by One More Game. If you are excited about a game coming out, let us know. Reach out to us. OMG underscore podcast GG on Twitter or Instagram. Leave us a like, a follow, anything... We love you for it, especially if you're here in the chat on Twitch. Leave us a follow. Hit that little heart button and that bell so you know when we go live. Also, you're going to want to be a part of the giveaway. I promise. Trust. PC is going to be awesome. Trust. Viral does not miss when it comes to making awesome custom PCs, and it's yeah got us on it, so that's cool. Well, not our faces, but our logo. <laughs> we should have put our faces on it. Uh, yeah, no, we shouldn't have. Okay. I think that's... Pl- <laughs> <laughs> you talked me out of it. Uh, all right. Or you can send us an email at orgpodcastgg at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Game recommendations, things we missed, things we're screwing up, things you love, all that kind of stuff. Or join us in our Discord that Swift is going to send out in the chat, and I'll provide to you in the uh, description for the podcast. You can join One More Game Discord where we talk video games, play video games with our friends, and uh, grow the community, have a good time together, talk, chat, BS, all kinds of stuff. Join us. Good time. There's also a channel in there called Sweet Pickles where Pickle Matt, who is not here tonight, leaves us awesome uh, gamer deals, tech deals, sweet deals on all kinds of stuff that you would never find. I don't even know how he finds all this stuff. I don't know uh, either. It's crazy. Yeah, he'll be like, oh, guys. He's always got something. Today at Best Buy, you can get this game for 50% off. You're like, how do you keep up with this? Yeah. Guy's just trolling Best Buy, just like walking the aisles. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. You can also find uh, codes for viraltech.com, OMG Pod 10. Get yourself 10% off your uh, PC of your dreams if you don't happen to win the one that we're giving away. Or you can go over to swiftlifestyles.com. Use code OMGPOD15 to get yourself 15% off the best gamer energy supplement you'll ever find. And it's one more game endorsed. Specifically designed. Yeah, yeah. The Swift Lifestyles is is awesome. That energy without any jittery nonsense is, is phenomenal. 
Um, I also want to say, like, even if you don't want a PC, you have a PC and you're looking for like a keyboard or anything viral. Are you like, show them your keyboard. Look at this Th- thing. This thing is amazing. Custom it's ca- built. It's blurry because it's the want. same color as my green screen filter, but. Yeah, whatever you want. Like, the keyboards are awesome. Everything you could imagine buying as far as a PC accessory, Viral got it. They and got it. great. They even got a new deal with these awesome uh, awesome chairs, Noble chairs. They're not quite Secret Lab, but they're really nice. And Viral's uh, going to hook you up with those if you need it. Is that Noble, like the noble shoe company i thought the same thing but it's like noble like n-o-b-l-e like noble like a knight oh noble got it okay yeah. i was like oh are they making shoes and chairs now they're, yeah they're doing all the things you're listening to the one more game podcast they keep nagging we keep playing now back to your hosts the stroke and swift Mita. i'm pickle man All right, that's it. Let's get into the major topic of the week, Swift. All right. All right. This is our final. Okay, if you're if if you're in the chat last two weeks ago, we had to redo this episode because uh, Swift's audio did not work for the podcast itself. Uh, so we're gonna go over it again just so that everyone can uh, can get it all the words. Uh, so if you heard it before, you're gonna hear it again, and it's gonna be better than last time. But this is the end of our three-part series about the history of Nintendo. Not necessarily history, but kind of the eras of Nintendo as we've gotten to where we are now, how we got to this point. And uh, let's jump right in, Swift. So we picked up, or we left off, leaving at the end of the Super NES era. 1996 to 2000 is what's known as the N64 era. So in 1990... Yeah, your favorite era. Mm Mm-hmm. So they released the N64 system in Japan. It was originally codenamed Ultra 64, announced at the very first E3 I learned today in an audiobook that I was listening to. Uh, and it sells half a million units in one day, which is pretty insane. Sold out everywhere they had it. Unfortunately, it was uh, notoriously thin in the lineup of games that was released uh, with the software that was released. So eventually it becomes that system that kind of redefines things into third that third dimension for games that are were already classics right like Zelda's Mario's uh 3D platforming with Mario 64 you and I have talked about this game but uh what do you think sets that game apart like what how did they make the leap from 2D Mario to a 3D perfect game on the first try um I I think they did such a good job of taking the premise of a 2D game like Mario, turning it into a 3D game, and then making it almost open world, right? Where yeah. you you kind of you you don't have to follow a specific path. Like you, when you walk into the castle, you have the, the middle one where you can't get through right with for a lot of stars 
but you have these kind of two different paths. So you, you don't have like a predestined like path to go through the game. And I thought that was really awesome. You could find stars and just wander and find different worlds and explore. And I don't know. It was so good. Yeah, nothing. You're right. Nothing like you walk in and nothing tells you where to go. You're in this open right. field. Yeah, you see this giant castle. Obviously, you're going to go into the castle. And obviously, there's certain doors that aren't going to let you in because you don't have stars. But like nothing says, go this way. It's you must cool. do this before this, right? right. It, it's you. It is. I think it's. I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't do too much video gaming before this, but I think it might probably be the first like introduction to open like true open world where you get to choose your own adventure. Yeah. It's definitely in a 3D space. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh yep, yeah. and some of the most beloved games ever come out on this system. Ocarina of Time, Star Fox, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, all just home runs first party titles from Nintendo on the N64. Yeah, I mean, we were talking I think whatever it was 2 weeks ago when my audio didn't record smash bros mario kart like those are classics we will never stop playing those games even on the n64 because even when we were downrange yeah you brought your n64 and we would just huddle in your connex container and go ham on those games guys we would land from eight hour flights uh in afghanistan come over to my room while we're trying to pass out uh, room in quotations yeah i mean yeah. it's a little it's a little uh <laughs> think railway storage car for a room yeah. um and play i've dragged our n64 all the way across the world and played these games to this day yeah. as 30 something awesome. year old men so that's how that's how these games speak for themselves yeah Cool, we move into the Game Boy Pocket era following the N64 and later the Game Boy Color. And this is when we first see the release of the worldwide phenomenon known in Japan as Pocket Monsters and in America as Pokemon, or the rest of the world as Pokemon, uh, in 1995. And uh, Nintendo essentially at this time establishes itself as a major, probably the major gaming powerhouse uh, around the world. So... During the Super NES era, SNES was actually kind of losing to Sega Genesis every year, being outsold by Genesis. Not a lot of people realize that. Uh, and so N64 mixed with the Game Boy Color Pokemon era kind of reestablishes Nintendo as like the dominant uh, force. They do have PlayStation to compete with at the time, but I remember just thinking like Nintendo is at the top and everyone else is kind of trying to buy their way up there. I also don't really understand, like, the Sega. I, again, I didn't play Sega. I didn't play Super Nintendo until I was a little bit older. Sega had Sonic? But, like, what? Was it, like, NBA Jam? Did, they had a lot they, of... Did they, they own the own the rights to NBA Jam or what? They focused on... Know. They focused a lot on sports games. We can... Okay. I think maybe Sega is a good one to cover in another just single episode, but... They yeah. focused on sports a lot, and then a lot of people don't remember, but they had um, Mortal Kombat. Oh. Super Nintendo had Mortal Kombat, but they didn't have fatalities. And so it, 
because it was kind of the pg yeah, yeah. it was the family version right know? nintendo wanted yeah. to be more for the kids do it for the kids yeah. and sega was like nah we don't care and so a lot of hype of the older gamer crowd went over to the sega side and those are the people who had the money to buy got it Cool, cool. And this is also the time in uh, Nintendo's life where third-party companies were no longer limited to a set number of releases as uh, the European economic community forced Nintendo to rework some of their contracts, which were kind of uh, holding developers back. Uh, No longer did they need prior approval for production of games, and the requirement that third-party titles had to be physically manufactured by Nintendo also went away. So uh, Nintendo had a really tight, like control over how games were made which ones were allowed to be made how many you could make and then nintendo physically had to manufacture the the cartridges up until this point at this point uh nintendo starts easing up and letting uh other companies kind of run away with uh kind of the development of their own stuff so right I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but probably in the end, probably more healthy for your your gaming community to have more games available to them. But you are going to see a lot more kind of crappier third-party games come out on the N64 than we were normally used to in the Super NES and Nintendo era. Cool. In 2001, Game Boy Advance is released along with the GameCube. Uh, fans kind of complained about the lack of power in the GameCube and those small little discs uh, being easy to lose. I think I lost the first copy of uh, Wind Waker that I had. It's, it's so funny to me that GameCube is like, we're going to be revolutionary. We're going to turn discs. we're going <laughs> to turn DVDs into discs, like little discs, little tiny ones, yeah, <laughs> little donuts. <laughs> I didn't get that. That was really weird. It's like, oh, yeah? Everyone's complaining how N64 was on cartridges and couldn't store as much as PlayStation. Okay, we'll do discs for GameCube. But you know what? We'll make them real small. But it's, yeah, it's actually the same amount of memory as uh, your cartridge. Yeah. (laughs) I like to see the board meeting on that. Let's make the discs (laughs) little. Someone got promoted off that. All right, uh, cool. We talked about Wind Waker, but GameCube releases the initially hated Wind Waker Zelda title, which would later become one of the most highest rated, most highest rated uh, Zelda titles in the series. Which I got to tell you right now, Swift, I'm playing on my Steam Deck using emulators because I own physical copies of the game. Of course, you own all the copies, yes, yeah. and you a GameCube know. also, um, yeah. and it's a great game. I love it. I don't know why I was disappointed by it when I played it as a kid, but this game is great. For I've never game. actually played that one. You should so, play it. It's really good. Um, I'm I'm still trying to get uh, my parents to give me... I mean, they, they already know that the GameCube is mine, but it's still at my parents' house. Uh, yeah. I have not. But, dude, we get, we just got random sidebar. We just got a new couch for upstairs in the loft. So that's step one. Is it built for gaming comfort? Oh, it's built for whatever you want it to be built for. (laughs) Um, But uh, step two is getting a TV up there and mounting it. And then all hell is going to break loose. Because I'm putting an Atari up there. I'm putting a Super Nintendo. I'm putting an N64, GameCube. You're going full retro. 
Oh, dude, it's going to be a gaming mecca up there. I'm going to tell Jen that you need help putting it together, and then I'll be gone for three months. Yeah, yeah. just come on by. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In 2002, Nintendo is levied the largest antitrust fine in the history of the practice in Europe. 149 million euros for a lot of anti-competitive price-fixing practices, monopoly-type stuff back in the 1990s. Nintendo had a lot of practices that, and we already talked about them, obviously, but uh, that kind of controlled the market for a long time. And so Europe was over it, levied them 149 million euro uh, fine, and uh, Nintendo paid it and kind of went on their merry way and fixed some of their kind of uh, aggressive marketing tactics. 2004 comes along and the Nintendo DS was released with two screens and a touch-sensitive one. Three million pre-orders alone, Swift. Three million. Uh, those, yeah, I think those things were close to 200 bucks when they came out. So just think about how much money they made on those. Do you, so I never had a DS. Do you think they sold more than three million? Or was oh, yeah. it just pre-order alone? Oh, they've sold more than they probably sold. I I don't know the exact numbers, but I bet you they in the lifespan of that thing before the 3DS, they probably sold close to 6 million. Okay. Which is insane. Yeah. Cool. In 2005, as I'm graduating high school at E3, Nintendo announces the next generation console, the Nintendo Revolution, which would later become known as the Wii. And that would launch in 2006. Where were you in 2006? I was a, I guess it depends, but uh, junior in high school. And I tell you what, the Wii, I missed that on my uh, like gaming setup, but the Wii is going to be part of it. Oh, you got to get most, one. That most certainly is. I have it. I actually found it in our closet the other day nice i was like wait i still have this great that's going upstairs i had i have one is sitting downstairs i gave it to my mom at one point so she could play we fit we fit and so she gave it back to me and my mom's real religious and it has a giant sticker of mother mary the virgin mary on it (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty funny uh cool Uh, I'll tell you, I was, I was getting fired from Best Buy because instead of being at work the morning of the Wii came out, I was standing in line at the Best Buy that I was supposed to be working at, picking up my Wii. I don't blame you. Life choices, man. Uh, cool. Nintendo Wiis are sold out everywhere and selling for $2,000 on eBay at the time. So wild. Pretty crazy. So let's talk about this. Why? What do you think it is about the Wii that made it such a frenzy? It was it was more than just gamers who were all about this thing. I think it was the fact that it combined gaming with fitness, you know, in quotations. Like they had they had some good fitness apps. I'm sure. I didn't ever like dive into those, but like I don't know. You could be up with your friends in the living room bowling or playing tennis right Right. you're swinging your arms you're having a good time everyone's laughing i don't know i don't know it's it just 
in my opinion, it's such a smart marketing and, and, uh, thought process to change gaming from, okay, dude, you're going to sit in your chair or on your couch and get fat. Cause that, I feel like that's kind of the premise of, of, or the thought process on a lot of people. Um, so this kind of changed it in my opinion, where you could be like, well, I'm not, I'm not just gaming. I'm, I'm also, I'm also getting fit, you know? Yeah. I think you're, you're in the right direction. It was, you didn't have to be a gamer to play Wii. Like, right. Any no. mother of two could pick up this thing and bowl with her kids, right? Like, or even, even someone who, you know, has a newborn, the newborn sitting in a little right. crib right there, and you could do yoga, you could do, you could do all kinds of stuff, play to, tennis, like whatever. Yeah, I don't know, just yeah. be active in your living room. I think you're right, and uh, people were all about it. I mean, I remember it was everywhere. It's like that Christmas, every single person I talked to was like, "Yeah, we're." We're in the living room with the family playing Wii Tennis. Yep. It was insane. So on the other hand, the Wii U launches in 2011. Quite a bit of a wait, five years between the Wii U, Wii and the Wii U, um, as well as the 3DS, which sold... This is an insane stat. The Nintendo 3DS sold 75 million units over the course of 10 years. Every kid... I remember at the time I was working, I think when, no, no, I was definitely already, maybe that was the DS. One of the jobs I had in high school, I was watching after school daycare for kids and every single kid had a DS. And so I'm sure it was the same way with the 3DS at schools, man. 75 million units over 10 years. That's just a, Huge chunk of cash. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what they were selling for, but I'm sure at least $200. <laughs> I think they were 200 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but the Wii U, as, much, as successful as the Wii was, the Wii U wasn't it. it. People hated it. It was like almost a switch, but not quite there. It was like the stepping stone that was just a terrible... Stepping stone. I think I think you're totally right on that. It's literally, it was their concept art to yeah. the switch. There you go. Perfect. That's a perfect description. Yeah. And subsequently, Nintendo reports their first ever loss in 2012 based on poor performance of the Wii U, which is kind of crazy uh, that they, that was the system that kind of brought them low. I I never had a Wii U, so no, I, I don't didn't. know the specifics of it. But I feel like what like it had a screen, right? And it was handheld ish. Yeah, it, it had a console. A console, but it, and then it a also had a hands. screen controller. Yeah, but you could only play it on the TV. I thought I think, but you could use part of it. Some it was like a DS. One of the screens was in your hand. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, good for them 
for venturing out and doing it because I feel like it led to the switch. Yeah, I totally and we agree. We all with you. love that. Well, in 2017, the Switch comes to save the day, released to global praise, best-selling console ever, which we've already talked about before. Uh, once again, it succeeds at reinventing beloved franchises for the modern world with Super Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Mario Kart, uh, and Nintendo continues to prove that it can adapt all of their old IPs into the modern world. The only IP that they really haven't adapted into like a brand new switch version of i would say is probably donkey kong they did make tropical freeze but like that was just more of the old style right it was yeah i i got tropical freeze on mine it's fun but it's but it's the same right it's the same thing it's donkey kong country yeah on steroids but right it's it's hard uh but yeah man the switch continues to prove that uh nintendo is they just got that magic when it comes to making sure that their their titles from the previous generations are brought forward and are home runs every time, which is cool. Yeah. All right. The uh, president of Nintendo in 2021, so two years ago, said that the Switch was in the middle of its life cycle. So let's see. It came out in 2017. He said that four years later. So we got... What, two more years until we hear about another Nintendo, you think? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Oh, dude, I don't know. It's so tough for me to think of anything better than the Switch. I know. Unless you're going, you know, unless Nintendo's doing a VR type thing, which I don't know how that would work yeah. with Nintendo games. Um, But... Yeah, I I just don't see it getting. I hope Nintendo surprises me, but I don't see it getting much better than the Nintendo Switch. I mean, that thing is amazing. If I were them, I probably would just come out with like the newer Switch that had like 4K, better battery, and just more of a high quality thing but then again kids love it and so you don't necessarily want like the nicest piece of technology in your hands like that i don't know yeah i mean i mean they did that with the oled true and i love my oled but like do i really need a 4k screen for a handheld what for super mario i don't know i want to try let's get real wacky all right they're gonna make something that's a switch so prioritizing the handheld, but then it has a projector on it and it projects onto the wall and now you're playing on a TV. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, cool. Well, there it is, folks. That is it. The entire history of Nintendo and their, uh, their illustrious career as a gaming company all summed up in three episodes of One More Game. Let's leave it off with this final uh, final thoughts here, Swift. Your overall thoughts about Nintendo again. What uh, what do you have to say about the company that that you love so much? Um, I guess I will say that it's my favorite company of all time. Like I will play these games until I die. I okay. So to prove my point, I have two Nintendo sixty fours and a Super Nintendo that are sitting in my 
like living room essentially plugged into a TV because I'm trying to figure out. I think one of the cords has gone bad. So I'm trying to figure out how to turn them on with this little TV via the AV. But I'm going to go AV to HDMI to make sure that they work. And those things will be a staple in my house forever until I perish. Those things will those things will be in my house available to play. There you have it. That sums it up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, my my thoughts are similar. It's not it's not just a uh I don't know, it's it's like a a gaming company that you have like a family relationship with. Like they've been around yep. my they were around my childhood my entire childhood and my entire adolescence and uh i play nintendo games with my kids and i it's like they're it's literally a part of the family so as nerdy as that sounds that's that's the way it is it's the company that uh, i look to when i am tired of the modern day gaming crap and i want to play something that just makes me enjoy games as they should uh th- that's yeah. where i look and so uh, thanks a lot, Nintendo, for doing what you do. Keep on doing it. And Please uh, keep on don't doing sell it. out. <laughs> All right, that is it. We'll move on to the games we played this week. That was a weird sound effect. All right, Swift, what did you get into? <laughs> I didn't hear it, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, dude, in the past couple weeks, I have played... Uh, I actually played Heroes of the Storm the other day. Oh, we had a four four sack me, Crisis Tigar, and Easy uh, playing a little ARAM, which was awesome. We didn't win, which was Great. not awesome, but uh, it was fun. Other than that, I played a bit of Breath of the Wild, or sorry, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. And that game is still just as massive and as awesome as we talked about in the beginning. Are you, uh, have you done two temples yet? I still have not. I'm just kind of exploring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't played that as much as I, I've wanted to because I've been getting into pretty much the only game that I've played in the past few weeks, Diablo 4. Season uh, one. Season one, yeah. Uh, so I what made you Rogue. Pl- Rogue, okay. Rogue, season one. And I'm level 38 right now on the season. We just, uh, actually, Easy Tiger and myself just progressed to uh, tier three, world tier nice. three, because we did the capstone of tier two. Um, and... I don't know. That game is, it's really fun, especially when you're playing. Well, well uh, okay. I should caveat that when you're playing by yourself, it's a grind. It's like, wow, it sucks. Cause you're just doing <laughs> random dungeons by yourself and you're like, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. But when you're playing with buddies, like, Oh, it's so fun to just go in there and wreck. So right now it's, I'm a rogue. Easy's rogue. Tiger's a druid. Jamo's a druid. 
he he didn't play with us today, but he was uh, two days ago. Um, the game is so fun. I'm really enjoying it, and you need to get on it because you're well behind there, bud. I haven't beat the game. I can't even. I tried to make a seasonal you can't character. Even skip skip the campaign. <laughs> I can't even make a seasonal character. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's because you've been non-existent. Where you been? I've been at ViralCon, dog. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got stuff. Yeah, you got. I'll get in you there. Got stuff going on. Don't you worry. I'll catch Dude, up. It's so fun. Nice. Well, cool. That's awesome. Glad you got some good game time in. I yeah. uh, since I've been traveling so much, the the uh, Steam Deck has been my best friend, and I have gone down some classic rabbit holes. I finally, in the first time in my life, beat the original Super Mario Brothers. I was like sitting there on the plane going, I have a gaming podcast. I talk all this crap about how much I love Nintendo and I have never the beat original. Super Mario Brothers, the original. Wow. And so I finally did it. I sat down. I said, I'm not just going to run through and go to the tubes to, that bring you to the last world right. because yep. you won't have enough lives. You'll just die three times and be done. So yeah. I went through and literally got every coin I could find on every level, got enough lives to finally beat that damn game. So that's Congrats that. on that. And then that got me going down. I've played Contra. I played all kinds of old games. I played Tempest, like Atari games. It was, it was uh, a retro gaming extravaganza because I got lay. I had three hour layovers, and then my flight got delayed two hours, so I was in there. Uh, playing some classic games. And then the other one I've been playing a lot is uh, Wind Waker, which I already talked about, but I'm on the second temple or dungeon, whatever they call it in that game. And I just beat that. And uh, yeah, having a great time. Awesome game. So at some point, are you going to join us in uh, like the now I don't know, man. I'm I'm, I'm loving the old school. You're just going going retro from now on? Maybe. (laughs) I was watching a video today about this guy who said, there were like 10 games he says you have to play before you die. And one of them was Elden Ring, and it gave me like really bad Elden Ring. uh, Dude, I tried to hop back in there. It's rough. Rough, yeah. I bet it is rough. Yeah. It's rough even when you're like really good at it. Yeah. But uh yeah, man. Those are those are kind of the big ones I played. Played some uh MLB with Liam. And that's about it. I haven't really played anything. I've been doing a lot of uh game design uh learning on Unreal Engine. So, if that counts. Oh, that's but, cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for me. And that's nice, it dude. for our episode of One More Game. You got anything to leave these guys with before we go? Um, I don't know. I think I've said it multiple times. If you've never played Mario 64, do yourself a favor. Play it. It's so, so good. Do yourself a favor and just go... Go online and type in like top 15 Nintendo games of history and just play them all. Yeah. Like, valid. 
you you're gonna have a great time. It doesn't matter They're what they all are. So good. Yeah. All right. Glad we could bring you guys uh, this final of three part series of Nintendo. And uh, thanks for joining us, guys, in the chat. As always, we uh, we appreciate you guys' support, and we hope to continue to bring you coverage of video games and the industry, and uh, some more giveaways. I have been the Stroke with Swift Mida, and uh, thanks for joining us. You can reach out to us at omg underscore podcast gg on Twitter and Instagram, and once again, send us some emails at omg podcast gg at gmail.com. For those of you who want to catch us live and chat with us while we chat about video games, you can watch us on twitch.tv slash omg podcast every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'd love to have you. All right, Swift. That's it. You can find our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or omgpodcast.podbean.com or anywhere else you find podcasts. Just because you have to grow up doesn't mean you have to stop gaming. Game on, gamers, and we'll see you on the next episode of One More Game. Swift, see ya. See ya. You've been listening to the One More Game Podcast. Designed for adults who play video games. Adults who play video games who constantly get nagged about it. Nag, nag, nag. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Find the One More Game podcast where you get your podcasts. Hit us up on Instagram at OMGPodcastGG and on Twitter at OMG underscore PodcastGG. Until next time, they'll keep nagging and we'll keep playing. See you next time on the One More Game podcast.